doing the best you can. Um, so it's when 
he's uh, it's later it's after like Jake Lamada, he's done with boxing and he's running like a club now, and he starts to do like a toast with those two girls that are like fifteen. Like yeah. he introduces them to some other guys, yeah. and that song plays. Holy shit, you're right. Oh my god, it's like right at the end of the movie, right? Just they, they it's towards the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. somebody's like kind of you know toward at the beginning they show what like after you know the movie happens, yeah. but yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I guess, I, I don't know, yeah, it sounds like you're like me where that's just, it's one of the, go ahead, if you haven't seen Raging Bull, I highly recommend it, if you haven't seen it, it's, yep. I'll give you a brief story, the, so like, I watched that movie when I was in seventh grade, and I liked it, but it didn't really, yeah, I couldn't like, really like, relate to it or anything like that, and yeah. I saw it, I was on a cruise ship, and I drank so much that I was, I blacked out, and I, I was legitimately all day, I just, I kind of kept going, coming, come, coming in and out, I was just so fucked up, I couldn't even, like, move, and so all I did is put on the TV, and I put on Raging Bull, and I, and it was just a perfect, like, point of view or perspective for that kind of movie, I had a feeling it happened, I'm not shit. You know, you yell at <laughs> your family that the steak was well done or something. Exactly. No, that's what I, I was just—I was just became a total piece of shit, and like I actually was able to relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've noted it. Yeah, that, that that movie has one of the best opening like credit yeah. sequences ever. It's so beautiful. Oh yeah, that's no, it really that's is. a beautiful the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, so I've been watching a lot of reality. Oh, I watch uh, seasons two through six of Bachelor in Paradise in like a month. Okay. Yeah. So. Did you see a lot of like trash TV? Did you Wait, watch two? That the show you, sorry, I was just gonna say, was that the show you were talking about before with Noah Britton, the one that's like the reality show with the bachelor? It's not the Bachelor, but some Bachelor thing where they're on the island or something. Yeah, and Matt, have you seen Too Hot to Handle? Like so young, and it's just like so, like so sexy. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> it's more yeah, sexier than a lot of reality <laughs> shows, I guess. Yeah, it's, it, you know what? It's like it's almost like too hot to handle. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know that 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 was pretty crazy, it's but so that's cool. Is that what you guys were talking about, or were you talking about Bachelor in Paradise? No, I haven't seen The Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, it's some good stuff. I haven't seen either, but yeah. I used to watch it's The Bachelor not... in fifth grade. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah, like I, I never saw it, um and then like I think it was like over Thanksgiving. Holly and I just like watched whatever was uh what season was on Netflix and like we've just been really just spending more time than we should with it and it's so good, but it's now's it's, the time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess now's the time. It's like a nice little distraction, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Karen and Travis made a whole band about The Bachelor, so it can't be that bad, you know? That's they did. Yeah, Pleaser. The, uh, the what? The gross? Pleaser, right? The yeah. ceremony and, like... Oh, I never picked up on that. I, I, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I really, wow, okay, I didn't realize that. It makes a lot more sense when you've seen a TV show. Like, they moved, they moved away, and then Holly and I started watching The Bachelor, and we're like, oh my god, we get Pleaser, like, even more now. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I knew there was something else they were doing, there was some sort of, like, uh, 
I don't know what to call it, but I knew they were like doing some other sort of artsy thing on top of it, but I didn't know that it was like what that must be it, I guess, some reference to yeah. references oh, I didn't yeah. get yet. The rose yeah, ceremony. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh man, I miss, oh, I miss that, and I miss seeing that band. Yeah. Good yeah, people. No, Great wild. people. Good music. I guess I just miss seeing bands in general. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it really is uh, a total bummer right now. It's like, I, I'm actually like, I thought I'd be freaking out way more, but the biggest thing is just for me, just like, yeah, like missing like shows and seeing people at shows. Honestly, you guys, I feel like, like you guys have, uh, out of any of my friends, like are more dedicated to going to shows than like, you know, all of us, like, yeah it's been a nostalgic um, thing in a way because i've been i don't know if i told you this but i've been working on a boston underground project so no i don't think so i, I don't think you told me yeah so i'm starting with 2000 the summer of 2010 and I'm, okay. I'm trying to document from summer 2010 up until, you know, when this happened. But mainly kind of keep it on an underground focus and get all of the venues, all of the bands that played, like, the different nights that happened. I'm sure we, we'll, we'll touch on it because as, as I'm going through it, it's, this is like, I've gotten up to uh, the fall of 2011. That's where I'm, so I, I made it through then. And now I'm starting to, it's interesting to kind of see everything take shape. And I'm curious to hear, I'm sure we'll get to it, as to when you started to kind of immerse yourself in, you know, going to shows and playing in nice guys and all that. So it'll be, yeah. I think that's yeah. probably a little bit before you guys time. I don't know exactly, you'll have to, I don't know when. That was right before. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, good. I was gonna ask. I was gonna say, like, just uh, segue into that. I, I was gonna say, like, as far as you know, I don't, I don't really know much about your backstory as far as with the music. Obviously, like when we met you, you were already playing in Nice Guys, and uh, you know, at the time, our song was called The Baguette. Um, but uh, when you, when we met you, you were in both of those bands. That was 2012. But I don't really know much about. Uh, you know, like how you got into the local scene and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, feel free to indulge, you know, tell us the whole story. Yeah, I mean, well, so I went to Emerson College, um, and, you know, I met a, a lot of friends there, um, like Alex and Jake, who also played Nice Guys, Mike Sonam, who you guys know, who uh, moved to Philly, um, and Kay as well, who played in Cavemen, um, you guys know as well. Um, and so, so I guess it was like before I met Alex and Jake, Sonam and I had gone to, I think we went to a show at Gay Gardens. I feel like we saw Sarah Lee and my friend's band, the Zookeepers, and like maybe oh, 2011. Sure. Or 2011. I was going to say, oh, 2011? Okay. Maybe. It was, one, it, it was around then, and I, well, I guess like the first real thing was seeing Jack the Brotherhood at Great Scott in like 2009. Because that was oh, wow. the first time ever, 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 ever seeing Ski Mask. Okay, I was going to say, wasn't that Ski Mask's first show? Was it? Something? 
I have this information. I have all of this. On March 30th, Jeff the Brotherhood and Juicebox played Great Scott with Ski Mask opening. It was in the year 2011. No, they played it earlier in 2009. It was. Oh, shit. Damn. Brooklyn Vegan for that Jeff the Brotherhood show? Yes, yes, the that, 2009 one, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, like, it's fresh face, like, Zid, 
and all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're wearing, like, a, a flannel, like... Yeah, my, my Bree checkered flannel. Yep. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah, Th- this is great. Yeah, flannel shirt I ever bought. Oh, yeah, so... What a, what a little fucking poser, right? I love it, dude. I love it. That's amazing. We should have met earlier. You would have been... We would have, we would have got along quite well. Wait, are you talking about the show that was at the... Oh, shit, I'm sorry. You guys still there? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the show that was on Hooker Street. Yes. Yeah, no, we went to that. So you made met Glenn, I guess, but we... So here's the thing that I remember. So at the Big Stink, remember that show with the Migs? Yes, the that's, nice that's the one, right? The Migs, Creature, New Highway Hemo, and uh, the Weemers from Montreal. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was October 6th. 2012, and I remember we, that was the first time we saw Nice Guys, and then we saw um, you got you uh, got the uh, guy gets the Nancy Sinatra Lee Hazelwood cover set at uh, that, was, that was my first show with, with that band too. That was my first. Right. Show. Okay. And oh, that's anyway, crazy. That's when I first met you. So I don't know if Glenn met you at the Nice Guys show the week earlier, but that was the first time I remember. No, I, I went out of my way to talk to Glenn at that night. Oh, okay. I think I remember that. We were we were hanging out and yeah, actually now that you say that, yeah, Matt, I thought, yeah. Glenn, I thought you were fucking British. Like I thought you were this British guy <laughs> that like, lived overseas that somehow knew about the growlers. And I was like, this is the only person that does like a cover of this one growler song. And what are the fucking odds that this kid that I thought was British is at this house show that I'm at right now, you know? Like it was crazy to me. That's <laughs> Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that was the show where they asked me to like officially join the band. Yeah, I remember going. Yeah, that's that wild. The first time we met Ryan, uh, Ryan Major, and and Joe Merritt as well that same night. Yes. Very, very nice dudes. Yes, two very nice gentlemen. Oh yeah. That wait, that show doesn't that feel that feels like it wasn't as long ago as it was. So when did you? When was the first Nike, Nice Guys show? Sorry about that. Um, I want to say it was like 
April 8th or 9th of 2012. At the yeah, the, at the old uh, yeah. whatever it was called. Hidden Fortress. Yes, yeah. Well, we pretty much we like we wanted to just like write enough songs to be able to play live. So I think we wrote like five songs and had like a nine-minute set, and we had like a ton of our friends show up because it was our first show and people like oh yeah like we'll definitely go see your band and then every show after that was just like a steady decline of like <laughs> oh I got something that night or like oh shit like I don't want to go to Austin right now or you know wait so are you saying that in the beginning it was mainly just like your friends this this wasn't necessarily people that were in the scene so to speak absolutely yeah it was like definitely mostly just friends and then we happened to luck out I, like I feel like what got us in with other bands was um, we played a show. Maybe no, I don't want to say it was like July Fourth, but it was like sometime over the summer, and we played the Migs and um, like Fat History Month and one other band at Boxford, and like the Migs, Kevin uh, Laroe just put us on like a couple of different shows and like put us in touch with like these other bands. Like we met, I feel like we really like hung out with Preturos them like we met black doors through them you know like we just all these other bands like evan and luke just really introduced us to and like i feel like even cat creeps too like it they helped us out tremendously in the beginning mm-hmm. mm. that was such a great time you're just naming all these bands i'm just immediately thinking of all these awesome shows and i was going to say that that also that big stink show is amongst one of my favorites at the beginning of this quarantine, I actually made a list of my favorite shows, and that one was was pretty high on my list. That big stink show. Um, also, that big. Speaking of the big, uh, we also saw you guys the second time. We saw you guys in two thousand in two thousand twelve. You guys did the Coach Rips cover set, and uh, yeah, you guys played the Wilder Zancraft, which was across the street from where I lived uh, when I was going to UMass Wall. Um, also, one of my favorite shows ever. Um, you guys, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about yesterday, Colin and I. Just um, our favorite houses over the years. Uh, yeah, I was actually wondering. Well, a couple of things. One, if you want to name some of your favorite houses, but I was also going to talk about Black Lodge, of course. That's you being a resident there, yeah. Former resident. Yeah. Here, I'll talk about some other house venues. Yeah, please. Awesome. First. Um, and then we can talk about Black Lodge. Um, but, but, so I guess in, like, Boston directly, like, Gay Gardens was the, probably the biggest one for me. That was, like, the first actual house I ever went to. Saw a show. And, like, I, like the first house video that I went to and, like, kind of felt like it was home, too. And, like, just, like, after, like, a bit, like, I, you know, it's not, like, mine. Like, I can't claim, like, really being a part of that, like, movement or anything but like it, it was like a comfortable and familiar place you know like that, yeah. it, it was just nice to feel like know that you could go to this spot and nobody's going to be a dick to you and like see some awesome bands and like it was just like a nice community feeling like you like I, I remember walking around with like Shawnee at like 3 in the morning around like Lower Alston and we we're like oh like I think Growth House is playing a guard like let's just go you know and like <laughs> you could just do that like it was just it was awesome um, so 
so yeah, Gig Arts was just amazing. Um, shit, I guess it, it Fitchburg honestly has like one of my favorite places Nice Guys has ever played. Uh, this house called the I think the Steps of Congress or Congress or something like that. But I mean, I've heard of that. Yeah. Without a doubt, like the craziest fucking shows we've ever played, like consistently, like. I think we probably played there like four or five times each time was just like crazier than the next. But wow. I, uh, there's a dude dressed up as like uh, a giant like Pickle Rick or whatever from Rick and Morty during like a Halloween show and then he like was dancing in the middle and everybody was like chanting Pickle Rick and then he fainted and then like the, the first time I ever saw somebody get like really punched in the face was at that uh, at that house like just this guy got like cracked in the face. It was such a crazy sound. It was it was nuts. But like, yeah, that was there, and yeah, it was just that house is great. Um, shit, where else? Oh, Trixie's Palace. Trixie's mm. Palace is, had yeah, the best the best porch of any. Yeah. House oh my god. Without a doubt, the smoke. Yeah, the best. We were talking about that too. Like, some, it's kind of funny that when we're when Glenn and I were talking about the best like basements, um, you know, obviously there's so many different factors. But like, it, we had, we started laughing because we were, we were talking a lot about like couches at some point and places to, to hang out, and we were like, we just couldn't. We we're like, oh yeah, obviously now, well, what's the best place to actually see the show? But we we was just funny that we were talking about all these like like oh yeah like. You can sit back over here and like we're talking about Trixie's dad that's just epic porch. It's like so yeah. nice during the summertime or like the fall, even like the spring, it's just like a real nice hangout, like smoke for your friends, drink and just have a good time, you know, and I see some dance, you know. I also feel like that helps them too, like not having people in the yard and being crazy and kind of keeping it a little yeah. bit more consolidated. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um Makeup Point was another one that I really loved. Uh, I do have a now. But, yeah. Okay. Got a perfect size basement. Like, super long. Like, you can stand by the side of the band. It's going to split to the side. But, like, they, they ran it lax, but it wasn't, like, too lax, you know? Like, it, it just it was a perfect spot. Cool. Yeah, I only made it up to that place a couple times. Uh, but, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, uh... Uh, I was just going to say, like, my, I guess my last one would be Grandma's House. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Grandma's House is great. Yeah. Um, so tiny. <laughs> it's, like, such a nice yeah, yeah. Like, you, you either can play in, like, the little, like, cove when you, like, first walk down, but then, like, five people can take the basement, or you can play by the boiler, and, like, 20 or 30 people could fit down there, but it was still, like, <laughs> jam-packed. Like, it was always just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I was gonna say one of my favorite, another one of my favorite shows ever was in August 2015. It was your Nice Guys tour kickoff and yes. Mind King with Creature Double Duchenne yeah. on the play. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. I mean, there you know, the Creature Double feature for you. You were playing at Mind King as well. And yeah. A, a pipe burst during the Nice Guys set too. Like the basement was. Wow. Oh shit. I don't even. Damn. I don't even remember that. I just remember <laughs> being. Being a third amount of people and everyone was like moshing, and it was just like it was just a really like wild fun time. But it, again, it's so wild when you think just how small it was too. 
two of my favorite Nice Guy shows were at Grandma's house. It was that one, and then we played with Zebu one time over in the void of the area, and it was like, not, not necessarily like the first. Nope. Time, I mean, like everybody's surrounding you on like all sides. And like, you're it's like, like the middle of like chaos. And it's like, I mean, like, you know, to go back to talking about the coach, but it's like, that's all they did. Like, right. Like, the second I saw that, I was like, fuck, it's not, I just want that. You know, like, that, like that's just the ideal right there. Just playing in the middle of like a sea of people and like, like, your shit's probably going to get knocked over and you're going to get bombed yeah. into, but it's going to be way more fun than yep. when it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I love that sort of similar sort of like uh, like lightning bolt sort of approach. Yeah, definitely coach reps as well. That sort of lightning playing with people. Yeah. What yeah. about the old uh, Discovery Zone? Oh, fuck, dude. Oh, my God. Yes. How did I forget about Discovery Zone? That was like, if, if you wanted to smell like cigarettes for the rest of your life, in their first show, and it's just in your blood. Yeah. yeah it was just like, the, it was a square room that got so fucking hot, and it was just, oh yeah, walls, and people smoked inside, and it was disgusting. I mean, that was another thing, too. Yeah, we played with like, hands there. Yeah, yeah, that was a great show. Black Dollars. And that creates oh, this band. That creates yeah, this band. There are now. Sorry, Matt. Hello, TN. Definitely. Sorry, the sound coming out a little bit. I don't know. It's just oh. me here. Oh, I think, yeah, you're, you're breaking up a little bit, Matt. I don't know if anyone else is breaking up, but, um. Am I breaking up? You were breaking up, but I think okay. you might be fine now. We'll, we'll, I'll okay. let you know. I'll monitor you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry about that. I'm just, you know, I'm so nervous. It's my first podcast. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Okay, good. I don't want to fuck it up, you know? Don't fuck yeah. it up. Yeah. I will let you know if you fuck it up. You guys do, like, uh, Joe Rogan numbers, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Last I checked, we're way ahead of him, though. Okay, good. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. Have you tried DMT? Oh, yeah, all the time, dude. Uh, <laughs> all right, go home. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About Little discovery zone there. Discovery zone. Yeah, yeah, discovery zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that place was fucking. It was great. And then, uh, um, John John Freeman, who lived there, yeah. uh, he was the one that kind of let us have our first shows at his place because he lived in, in Fortress, which is right below it, and then he moved uh-huh. out just one one floor above, and that's that's what became discovery zone. But that building's torn down now, and it's going to get turned into a condo, which is way better. God, man. But yeah, it's awesome. It's cool. It's like, it's, uh, the building next door to it is called Penniman on the Park. Which is, <laughs> like, for a- anybody who, like, knows that area or has been to that area, like, it's, that's like a joke of a name, just because it's like an industrial park. <laughs> it's it, it, yeah. a, a beautiful spot i love that area but to be like it's just such a fucking douchey man oh yeah well but yeah far far be it for me to cast stones or whatever i don't know yeah i know you're a nice guy yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice guy. right so okay. actually so i wanted to ask you 
I've been meaning to ask you this for years, and I don't know why it never never came to. But so the name Nice Guy, how did you guys come up with that? Because I've always my interpretation was always that you were like taking the name back. Because a lot of times when people think of oh someone's like a nice guy, it's like some guy that's like a little like bitch or whatever, and that you know. But now you're like saying no, we're nice guys. We're actually we're nice people. But we're not little bitches. We have the mean songs. We're like, yeah, we're playing these like blistering fast punk songs, and we're still, but we're still nice guys. You know what I mean? It's like not, we're not like a passive sort of, you know, whatever negative connotations people might have because that term gets thrown around a lot. That was my interpretation. You're kind of like half right on that one. Okay. <laughs> but like, it's too much. It's just uh, we we all thought we were. Uh, do you hear my cat screaming in the background? Stan, get up and scream. We all just kind of, like, uh, we were nice guys, I guess. Like, it, it didn't have to do anything with, like, the nice guy meme or, like, whatever of any of that thing. Um, and then that's just the kind of music we like. So it didn't, like, have, like, necessarily, like, tie in with, like, the music, the name, I guess. Um, at least not intentionally. Um Okay. We kind of picked it because people thought we were nice, but then everybody learned that we were actually douchebags. Oh, yeah, right. And that was kind of was like, yeah. It's kind of rude. It's a lie. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to overlook it, but I mean, yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's really, there's no deeper meaning. I, I wish I could help you out with that. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. I like. <laughs> I guess I, I thought you guys were deeper than that, but uh, now. You came up yeah, with the name yeah. before the weed. Uh, no, uh, no, the weed probably inspired the name because like Cam and I just uh, like got high for a summer. Like, That's all you did. Hung out. <laughs> and that was it. I go over to a spot for a pun, and we just chill on the couch and like spoke, and then like I, I would play guitar, and then he would like tap on his um, like thighs and shit, and we try to come up with stuff. And we, like, um, I think only one song came up to that, and that was, like, Mute Tonsils, which is just standing at the station by Ty Siegel. So it really just didn't end up being anything. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask you again, now that we're, we're talking about the houses, uh, so Black Watch, obviously, um, you know, you guys, I think, all lived there, at least three, three, four, four to the band lived there at some point or another. Um, oh, obviously, four of us. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, and Pete, too, or? No, Pete didn't live there. Uh, okay, because I know um, you guys, the, the all four of the original members lived there. I know that. Yes. Um, Sorry. Oh, no, no worries. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. Uh, You're all technical like you are. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, you know, uh, anyway, yeah, like, so, obviously a big, like, part of the, the band, you know, the band's history. Um, yeah, so when did, like, shows start there? Because I know, I remember hearing about it in 2012, um, just following, like, the mix, and I, I didn't make it out to the show, but I remember the mix said they were playing at Black Lodge, and then the first time when I went there was, like, 2013, um, just to stay over at night to crash, but, uh, <laughs> And then we saw a show there in 2014, but so, like, when did that all start, like, you guys actually having shows and 
and such like that. So as Alex moved in there, um, kind of, I think it was like his junior, senior year of college, um, and he had some of his other like college friends living in there, and they threw a birthday show for Sonam in like September, and it was like right when everybody like started college, and so there was like 300 people there, and it was uh, Samosa, which was, uh, oh shit, there was one band that you guys forgot that I was in, it was Samosa. That was me, Alex, and Kay, who, oh, wow. Yeah, Kay and Alex was Miami Doritos. Oh, was wow. And I to get in on uh, their magic, but um, it was the three of us, and it's just like our experimental, like, psych jam band, but it was really just like bullshit noodling. Uh, and so that was our first show for that, and then it was the Migs, and then our friends, the Numerators, who uh, are fucking From awesome. New York. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We've seen them before, yeah. They're cool. Yeah, they're awesome. Love the numerators, burgers, and Sammy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then we played, and that show was fucking crazy. I threw up before and after our set. Uh, it was just, like, Alex had a keg in his bedroom, and he was, like, underage, and it was just, it was, yeah. Just very good. <laughs> um, and then, I guess, like, then I moved in in, like, 2013, but I don't know when, like, because we kind of just stopped having shows. Like, we just didn't really have any shows for a while. Uh, what was the first show you guys went to there? Um, well, I remember we crashed there um, one night in December 2013 at Jim Shorts. You guys, nice guys played with Jim Shorts and Televise at Zuzu. I remember and that show. Yeah. Um, that and then, that was fun. Yeah, that was cool, because at that time, like, that was, within the next few months, I feel like you started seeing, like, you'd already even started to see Televised and Jim Shorts playing around a lot. Um, Televised had been around for a couple of years, but they just kind of, those two bands, and started playing more with you guys and playing around Boston a lot more within the next few months, so that was kind of, like, a nice little, like, um, I don't know, it's like a, sort of like a, what, yeah, what you'd see in a few months is kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I was the first, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's funny. No, you know, you, I was say, the, the first show I saw, like, cause it's weird, because we were hanging out at Black Watch a lot before we saw a show there. Um, but the first one I saw, I remember Glenn was away, but it was a, it was a barbecue you guys had, it's August 2014. And it was, um, I think about it long enough, I can probably think of the date, but anyway, nice guys, televised, Sanders, and uh, Ghost Scorpion played, Creature of the Nicolta played. Yeah, I remember that show. That show was fucking awesome. That was actually one of the first, like, Rock and Roll Barbecues, too. Yeah, yeah. We had one in May, too, but we missed that one. We were like, yeah. actually, we saw the archaics in Rural. I feel like, oh, there was one time where I dropped by with. My college friend John, um, and I, I, that was sometime. It had to have been prior to like fourteen. Um, we you were just because I think we were just looking to smoke some weed, and what a, what a, what a great place to to go because chances are that you guys would be out on the porch, and I think that, that place was know. great. That was like yeah. Everybody, but like pretty much, and like 
you can always just guarantee that you'd like to see somebody that uh, you didn't live with, like, every day, just for, like, stopping by. And it was always just, like, great. And I definitely, like, uh, miss that, that part of it. Maybe not necessarily, like, the seven or eight roommates, but, like, yeah. seeing everybody all the time was awesome. Yeah. I mean, from the outside, like, again, it was just a, a really cool house. It was a, I just love that era of, I mean, my life and just a lot of people I know that, that just everyone was in that. It was a real punk house, you know, and uh, it, it was this almost, almost even like a hippie house where he was in. Like, it wasn't, like, necessarily an open door policy, but it was, you could, like, show up, like, on the day and, and it seemed like you guys were just down to hang and smoke or whatever. And, um, yeah, it was, that, was, that was really cool, yeah. Unless it was you guys had the late night shenanigans coming over trying to start something at like three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I we were talking about. Oh man. I mean, that could have been a number of times possibly. <laughs> I don't know, but you probably have a better memory than ever, guys. Because I have a good memory, but once it after like two, it kind of. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but no, I think I knew what you were talking about. Yeah. No, it was just, it was, it was awesome, you know? Like, yeah. Be able to have shows in your fucking house, and like, if you yeah. want to hang out and party, go to your bedroom. You hear the show from your vent, and hope one of your roommates is downstairs making sure nobody fucking your shit. Right, I was gonna say, like, yeah, what I was saying, like, obviously, it's really cool to have shows in your in your place. Just don't really need to like see shows, and, you know, bring the community closer together. But what? From your aspect of living there, you know, what was, what was it some of like the negative aspect of that? Well, we had stuff stolen, like Kay's Mac Mini got stolen at a Count Mark show, yeah, um, yeah. and then our our money box got stolen uh, at a show, like right before we were gonna go on tour, right before we were gonna so that um, like Creaturos show over at Grandma's house, uh, our yeah. box got stolen right before that. Uh, that was like what we're gonna go do our like West Coast tour. Oh shit! And, uh, been like five or six hundred dollars stolen, maybe more. Yeah. And that 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 really sucked. Uh, so that was shitty. But like, honestly, like everybody was pretty respectful. Like, I I'm really like looking back on it. I'm I'm really happy at how little conflict occurred in that house. I feel like out of like people just had respect, I, I would hope, you know, at least from what I've seen, I, I really hope that's like how other people view that that house um, and that everybody that was in it, you know. Um, yep. I, I, don't, I just don't have fun. Yeah, definitely. I would say, like, I, off the top of my head, I don't have any, um, from obviously an outside perspective, but I don't remember really anything really bad. It was always like a really positive place and just a good vibe overall. Um, That's what I thought. You know, you, you, yeah, even, even more so than, uh, uh, for me at least, like, obviously I'm biased because I was friends with you guys, but, um, you know, it was more, like, positive even than a lot of places I went in general. It's just a really good vibe. Yeah. No, I, I, like, I, I miss it a lot, um, but, you know, you can't always live in, in a house like that, um, yeah, yeah. so so I get yeah, what well, uh, people would want that, you know. But I, as 
long as house venues keep happening, um, yeah, that's all that kind of matters. Yeah, totally. I was going to say, actually, Glenn, I think the first show you went at Black Lodge, correct me if I'm wrong, was the, the Girl Pools, whatever, my Dorito, Sarah Lee, Ursula show. It was October 2014. Oh, that was the wow. first show? That... I, think you, I think that was the first one you saw, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe you. It's it's weird to think fourteen because for some reason I always well I don't know. Yes and no. Like yes, it does. Well, actually, yeah. Now it does. In twenty in twenty twenty, it feels long ago. But I almost feel like time stopped in a way back in like seventeen. Like you could probably like you could you could swap out like seventeen with like right now, and there wouldn't be too much different. Well, maybe not right now, but I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, like February. Do you remember that? (laughs) For like two months, guys, in 2017 when we didn't leave our houses, right? Right. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, That that show was so crazy because I I worked the double that day. I came came home and I tried parking in the backyard. There's just like a sea of people. I was like, fuck, I'm wearing like my shitty like work outfit, like my stupid vest. Oh yeah, wait, yeah, you were you were wearing all black? Yeah, yeah. I was so mad and I like go inside and like change my clothes. I'm like, oh wait, because it's like um, we hung out with Slaver like a couple times before Nicole and um oh my god, but um, Jesus Christ, I'm having such a brain fart right now. Um, it's yeah, okay, we love you. Fucking gas group, love you. Um, <laughs> uh, so I like, was like ready to go see them and like go say hey. And, I like run downstairs and I, I like slid down like the basement stairs, just like a completely eat shit in front of everybody. <laughs> I was like, okay, like this has been fucking great. But then I got to, I think the three. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the three of us got high in the living room, plus the girl pool. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely right. I, I have a great memory of that. Right? Yeah, because I never, I, it's funny, it's one of those things where I always say, like, you know, every, everyone, I feel like if you've been around a certain amount of years and you've seen bands get bigger, you have the story of, well, I saw them before. Not even necessarily to sound cool, but just, it, you know, it, it is interesting when you hear someone, like, if I hear someone say they saw, uh, the, if someone said, I saw the strokes in this tiny bar, they go, oh, you yeah, know, that's pretty cool or whatever. And I'm always like, yeah, you know, Girl Pool, and they were playing in the basement, and uh, honestly, I, I didn't feel like we had a couch upstairs. <laughs> you know, like, I, you know, I heard them, they sounded great from upstairs, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't, I mean, I, you probably did, but I remember, I just, like, did not, I remember more people coming into the living room, dude, you should really go downstairs, they're off, I'm like, sounds great from up here, but, uh, yeah. like, 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 moving around. <laughs> you know, like, you were honestly probably closer to the band sitting above them that you carry, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, at the back of the basement. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, no right. it was yeah. a great great sound quality. It sounded great when you sat in the living room. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it was the perfect spot. And plus, you add a, you sprinkle on top of that a little weed, of course. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Wait, Rowan? Are you guys going to have, like, a paid sponsorship or something in there? Like... Uh, like an, some sort of a- advertisement. Well, this is it right now. So you have your chance. You have twenty seconds to give us a advertisement for whatever you want. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. All right. Go on to Bandcamp. 
We have someone wondering when when is it coming out on vinyl? Oh, uh, um, we don't have money for it. So if somebody has money for it, that would be sick. Um, we tried getting money from playing shows, but playing shows is really give you a lot of money, um, and we didn't really want to do a Kickstarter. Um, so if somebody out there wants to help us put that album out on vinyl, we would love that. That would be awesome. Um, hit us up, nice, uh, no, 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 nice guys at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, also, yeah. If, if you're also, if you're feeling really lucky, you should also go on kidslikeyouandme.com or something. I forget what our website is. <laughs> you get on the on our online store, you get the nice guys, my amateur is split. of the uh, podcast. Hey, uh, you know, I, I'd be happy to support a small local business uh, help out some friends. Hell yeah. Well, you, you, you guys... But also, you have to keep in mind that you, you guys were the only band that didn't break up that was on our yeah, label. One of the few, yeah, one of the few that didn't break up on our label. There's a couple of us in Black Beach. It's just us in Black Beach. Yeah. <laughs> From the OG. Oh yeah, well, no. If if you look at the, um, I think it was, yeah, well, House of the Rising Fuzz. But even before that, I was thinking like Fuzzable 2013 or 14. Like none of those oh, bands yeah. are. Really, none of them are kicking anymore. Yeah, uh, us, Black Beach, the Titan Handcuffs is another one. Idiot Chickens is another one. Creature mm-hmm. uh, they still play a little bit, right? Every now and again. Like, I think they've yeah. played a show not too long ago. Yeah, but no, it's not yeah. a Western Mass. Um, right, right. You just had a birthday recently. Oh, I birthday no long. Yeah, the, the best drummers. Just a really fucking good drummer. That was like one of the first people I saw play an instrument or, or like sit in front of me. I was like, oh, oh, that's like something like that's like as good as I'm probably gonna see that, you know? Like, yeah. just like, hold fuck, like, how did something get that good? Well, well, speaking of that, well, sort of related, but 
what's what's interesting is with the with us being from Wakefield and I think in during during college and stuff like that, we'd come into the city or we'd come in to see shows, you know, every now and again. But were you seeing like we I don't think Chris correct me if I'm wrong, but we never really saw too many like Night of the Living Deadheads or like Charlie Monday night shows kind of thing. Like Yeah, like Matt, was that something like yeah. those kinds of shows? Were you were you going to shows pretty regularly, like in those early days? I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, it, like I, I remember going to like. Well, it's just like Nice Guys played so many fucking shows in between like Nice Guys and like Barbazon shows. It, it's like kind of such a blur because like Zuzu in the Middle East, like. Between those two places, like, I was probably there maybe three days out of the week. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Know, it's just, like, so crazy. It's like, uh, it's like this, when Jason was booking at the Middle East, it was like the Barbazons were there every other week. And then, you know, when either, like, Johnny, Allen, or Joe was booking, like, Warp were booking at Zuzu, Dice Test was there every other week. So, yeah. like, I was just there all the time. So it was just kind of like a blur. And then I'd go see, like, whatever my friends' fans and I lived in Central Square before I moved into Black Lodge, so that was like early 2013. Did you guys ever come over that place? No, not, I don't think we ever made it to that one. No. Oh, shit, that was awesome, because we'd like go play a show at the middle sex and load in, and then just go back to my apartment and hang out on the porch. And we'd just like hang out there. Um, and so that was always a lot of fun. But yeah, I like, I, I didn't really go to like a ton of shows until I was like in a band. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's just like that that Sarah Lee show and then I saw Jeff the Brotherhood a few times and I'd go see like Hugs and His Punks and like we, we were at the LA show and that screaming female show together. We oh, wait, wait, which show? show? The one at uh, Brandon's. Oh shit, you were at that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the I, one in Chunks, Coffee yet? Yes, sir. Did you meet Chris yeah. and Michael there? No, I didn't. Were they at that show? Yeah. I'm not sure. They were at the Wellesley show. I, I think that. they were at that show, too. I, I don't know, but I think. Yeah, no, they very well could have been. I just, I don't, I, I remember them saying they went to the Wellesley show. Okay, I, I only went to the, um, the Brandeis shows. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the first time I ever saw Chris and Michael was at a different No Age show at the Middle East downstairs in Dean. Alan's fun from no age pointed out he goes that guy this is Boston not LA and I was like oh shit oh damn that's the first way to get Michael to like uh, watch (laughs) (laughs) well no he already they already knew each other because they already like uh, like Chris and Michael went the first no age Boston show I think at PA's lounge a few years before that so they actually all like they already like knew each other 
Oh, no, yeah. I'm just like pointing that out in front of uh, any sort of group of people. Oh, yeah, and I always do, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm like, I want to give credit where credit is due, but... I mean, him and Chris are just uh, the sweetest people. No, yeah. oh, they really are. They, honestly, they are like my model of like, that's what I want to be, you know, when I get older. And not, I mean, just now, I mean, when I was, but also like... Yeah, even for right now, dude, they, yeah, they, they have targets, like... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even you guys, like, could, you, like, could probably maybe just keep up, like... Yeah, yeah, they, no, they, they, they go to more shows than we... Then we did yeah. <laughs> Holly and I had them over for dinner one night, and like we were falling asleep, and they were like reunited, like just keep chilling. Like, <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, just just go. Like they're awesome. Mm. Oh yeah, like it's, it's the sweetest people. It's like the most humble people too. You know, just cool, like really cool too. You know, what I mean, it's like they don't have anything uh, to prove or anything like that. They just. your your voice lower thank you yeah, I think modulated or something do some good modulations oh wait, one thing that we yeah. have to at least touch on a little bit because it would be a it would be a damn shame if we didn't would be the, the new garage explosion
members on Facebook he he, right. he settled down pretty early on like which one which which fan member uh Clayton is it the bassist he was the no he was the the long blonde guitarist oh that was the bassist I think yeah yes I get yeah that's true oh yeah no you're right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're right yep they were both brothers Clayton and his older brother was like 15 or 12 years old and then Jeremiah um Clayton was like 19 or 20 or something. He was really young. Dude, it's like only a year if you were. Dude, that's yeah, Dave Goldberg. 
a stand-up like cocktail kid and would play organ like keyboard at the exact same time. Yeah, he, was, yeah, yeah. He, was really cool. he, he's the best guy ever. He was a cool dude. He was a really he nice. So cool, yeah. He got me. He got me into yeah. the the. Well, what was the story there on, on that Black Lip show that they opened for them? I got kicked out um, of that show for stage diving. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a great picture that was taken by Kyle Cudio, which we, who we hadn't met at the time. Dude, oh my God, I know, it was a white white shirt. Yeah, dude, like, it was, uh, 2006, Sounds like a nice shirt. I I wish I could find another, but I don't know if I. If somebody out there who's listening has this shirt, it's a tan shirt. It was from the 2009 Black Lives Matter Sorry, 2010. Well, I'll give you. I will get a hundred dollars for this shirt. Damn! Please give me this shirt. It's so cozy. No, you're right. It's weird. Yeah, yeah it is it's weird. weird. 
is weird. I, I, I eventually got used to it, though. You have to compare, be like, confirm the method of selling, and some every seller has, like, a different method. But did you ever... I, I've gotten used to it. You I, no, I haven't. Dude, that was the best. It's already gone. It's uh, But, like, Reverb would have oh, yeah. these full uh, instrument, app, you know, uh, websites, like, by gear and stuff. They opened up, like, their version of Kiss Talks, and it was fucking great. I got all these awesome, like, seven inches for like a dollar each from this place in New Jersey. Like everything I wanted to get that I like heard on the memory station or just through whatever, I was like, oh, let me see if they have it on Reverb LP. And it's like, okay, they have it for a dollar twenty-five. I donated to like the stupid frustrating discox thing. And then Etsy bought Reverb and killed it. It killed Reverb LP. Oh, wow. Yeah. But now I'm pissed off. Hey, what about... Not to change the subject, but to change the subject. Yeah, but to change the subject, please. On, I'm just curious from more of a musician perspective. Did you, so like, did, did hearing all this stuff, did that, I know we've talked about this before casually, but it's interesting now to, to bring it up. Did, all, did hearing all that stuff influence the way that you played, like compared to how you were playing guitar prior to you know, the gar- the more garage punk kind of stuff? Yeah, like a thousand percent, yes. Yeah, so like, uh, up until that point, it was really like a lot of like, uh, I, the White Stripes was kind of like the big thing for me mm-hmm. um, from like 13 to 16, and then like 16 to 18 was just like Queens of the Stone Age. Yep. And then... Kind of after that is when I got into all the garagey stuff, like tie, you know, see, but yeah, like that. It, my entire approach to just playing um, guitar changed. Whether it was like, you know, did I, it simplify it? Um, yeah, in a way. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. Like, I mean, it's not like I was ripping solos before, but um, yeah. It, it, it definitely, like, you know, you, you don't need to be soloing all the time. There's lessons more. You know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, like, and, and, like, the part that at least about Queens of the Stone Age that I like when they were guitar solos, like, his motto was, like, if I'm going to do a guitar solo, I'm going to make fun of a guitar solo. So, yeah, that, yeah. that's always fun, you know? That's cool. Um, yeah, so, like, Definitely hearing the OC. I mean, like, I heard the OCs and I bought a delay pedal. That's for fucking sure. Like, yeah. And oh, yeah. I, started, I, I, I played music man amps. So that's because of the OCs and Pine Seagull. Oh. Um, you know, so, like, um, definitely a lot of influential that. I mean, the Code Trips is, like, the greatest guitar tone ever. Oh, so I, and, like, yeah. And, like, Ty Siegel, uh, like, any of the early stuff, like, Lemons. And like the self-titled album, even like uh, fuck, what's Melted? The Unicorn. Oh, Horny Unicorn. Melted. Melted's, Melted's fucking great. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he's fucking crazy. Like, um, the Ty Siegel, uh, Spiegel, uh, Siegel Spiegel or whatever. The, <laughs> the Nelson record he just played. Yeah. Cover like, record. My dad was telling me about that one. I haven't listened to yeah, it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of his records lately have been like kind of, kind of like a miss for me. Um, 
Like, yeah, it's just like that, that where, like, my head's at, like, definitely seem like sick records. But, uh, just, and, like, this one really, I was like, okay, like, fuck yes. Like, this is a really well-done album. Um, oh, that's like, good. Yeah. I... Did you, what, what do you guys think? Did you listen to the Lightning Bolt thing that he did? Like, the Tessie? I, don't know, I, check it I haven't yet. I've heard about it, but I haven't yet. I should probably check that out yet. Like, it... Yeah, I haven't listened it's to that. It's a lot of jamming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, I honestly, I kind of wish they did, um, like, double drums. Because they're both such good drummers. Mm. And they didn't do double drums. I was mm-hmm. like, that's such a wasted opportunity. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you're both so good at drums. Yeah, I know. He, yeah, that's a... He said that drumming... He His approach to music is from a drummer perspective. Yeah, that's why he, he's so good. Yeah. Jesus Christ, like, were you guys, you guys were at that fun show at Great Scott, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, like, one of the most frustrating things, just being, being able to, like, see, like, people play like that in, in front of you, and, like, just knowing that you can do it, but, like, you can't do it, like, uh-huh. cause you're, you won't be that good, like, they were just so fucking, like, tight and good, like, Oh my gosh, yeah, that show is just crazy. That that was also like one of the loudest shows I've ever been to. Yeah, it was so loud. Yep. I know that at yeah. the old at the good old Great Scott. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. What about playing so going from playing the shows that you were playing then to playing the Sinclair? What was it like for that first time stepping on a stage of that magnitude? so scary that was like a year after we became a band like uh, a little bit over like maybe a year and a half pretty like, yeah pretty uh, quickly was, yeah like October 13th yeah 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 um yeah it was super scary um but it was awesome it was like that was an amazing show I just uh you know like I, I feel like we we had a couple of like really great opportunities there and like something kind of shifted where like not necessarily like local music isn't there, but like the kind of music that like we play isn't necessarily playing at those kind of venues anymore. Like a lot of the bands that we were playing with we were playing there a lot, like the Monsters, Black Beach, and yeah. Um, That's a good point. But yeah. like you know, you don't necessarily see those kind of bands in those venues anymore. But that's I mean, like it is what it is. It's all cyclical, you know. I'm sure it'll come back at some point. Yeah, that's. That, yeah, that's a really good point. I think that's something that Chris and I think of quite a bit, especially like in, if you start to analyze the the Boston scene over, uh, and I know it makes people uncomfortable to use the word scene, but at least the, there was something, you have to admit, there was around that like 2013 to 20, I don't know when it ended, but there was something there. Do you feel that way? Oh yeah, it's even like 2011 or 2010. Yeah, no, yeah, you can go. You can even go further back. 2016, like, or, or and the 20, yeah, like 2016. Yeah, I was going to say there's like a mass exodus at the end of like 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to say because it's almost like even in 2013, I feel like, or like 12, with like a lot of that crackdown in the houses, there was a lot of stuff that kind of got pushed aside and I feel like you know 
a lot of ways the stuff that we were doing and more involved with, you know, the three of us that make that started to like, you know, ramp up slowly kind of come into a whole other kind of, you know, you know, same scene, but still became a new other rebirth. And I think that sort of started to happen more around 16, 17. And, and like Matt, you're saying, like a lot of people left as well. Um, but yeah, personally for me, I, I feel like in the last few years, it, it, it just, a lot of the music didn't, didn't hit me in the same way that it had before that. I don't know so if you feel the same way, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it feels weird saying it, but it like almost seems like just like a generational thing. Like the, it's like all the silly same house shows and stuff happen. Sure. It's just like not our kind of music, I guess. Um, but it's like yeah. all still there. Uh, and right. like uh, one of the last shows we played uh, was at the first, I guess, oh yeah, fuck, the real first house show I ever went to on Quinn Street in Alston was, um, like we, we we played at that house, and uh, and then that like the the first time I went there was like early or like late two thousand nine, uh, freshman year of college, and I just saw like a funk band there. But like that was still like, the first like house venue I went to. But like we played there, and Shawnee came to that show for Cubs and Rats, and he was like looking around. It was like a packed show, and there's like all these like super young kids, like fucking like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, like whatever the fuck. Uh, and Chai's just like, you know, all these kids are like gonna be gone in like two, three years, and like I'm still gonna be here, and like all this shit's like still gonna keep happening, and like you just keep hanging out, and like you still keep being a part of this stuff, and like you see how it progresses. Like we're in a cool position where we can see how all of this goes, you know? Like yeah, Johnny's right. seen so much of this, like how Boston's, like, music scene has changed, like, Chris and Michael, even, like, Andy McBain, like, the Monsters and Tunnel of Love, you know, like, between those two bands, it's, like, such a, like, span of, like, uh, like, imagine all the different fucking bands he's played with, just with those yeah. bands alone, you know, like... That's true. Um, I feel like we, we definitely can be, like, short-sighted with this kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. No, I agree. That's, I would try to keep that in mind, too. Um, yeah. You know, I, I do think, it, it, it may be hard to say, I think we did, you know, it, it, it's weird. I've, I've thought about this a lot, Glenn, uh, i talked about this a lot, I think a lot of it, because I've heard this, towards the end, you know, I've heard this um, by a lot of people in our age group in that time frame, like, uh, echo a lot of the same sentiments, you know, like, it doesn't feel like it used to be. And other people say, yeah, but people are always saying that. And so it's kind of old school, but like, yeah, people are always saying things aren't what they used to be or whatever. You know, or it's like a generational thing, but then other people were saying, but it really was, you know, and I, I think it, honestly, I kind of feel like it's, it's two things. It's like one, we, you know, it, it's always special when you, when you, when you experience when you're younger, you know, and for the first time, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's going to be such a big imprint on Yeah. But I think we also lucked out. I think we really did, uh, you know, and, and especially when I hear people like Shami say like 2012 was amazing, that was the best year, you know what I mean? I think we lucked out, you know, and it's like, yeah, Grill Talks, they were phenomenal. I, I, to this day, I've never seen anything like that before. Like, they're in my top five greatest live bands. And I like, I love their records, but when I look at their records, it's still like, not the same. I couldn't duplicate that. They were like, 
brutal. Like, they were really brutal. It's going to be as close as you get. And, like, yeah, if it's still not, like, to the live show, they were brutal. I mean, they were, like, it's not, I don't mean that's, like, brutal in, like, a hardcore sense or whatever, but they were just this whole other experience that, like, you just can't duplicate it. And they were, I mean, I only, we, I caught them maybe, like, five or ten times tops in, in those years, but there were people, they played, like, four or five times a week, so I can only imagine, like, you were a gay guard, Twitters, or wherever, and obviously in the, the 2012, I mean, you could have seen that band, and a ton of other great bands, like, just all the time, so it, it really was uh, a really special time, you know, and I think that um, even, maybe not to that full extent, but lasted for a few years, so I think we were really blessed, and, you know, still are, you know, there's still awesome yeah. stuff, there's always awesome stuff going on, yeah. I, I do yeah. feel like, honestly, sometimes, but like, that I, you know, I, I don't need to like talk out of both sides of my mouth because I think I, I don't. I, I, I think that it's worth saying how you feel, you know, honestly. But at oh, the yeah. same time, I also, and I think you agree, I never take for granted what's there. And I think there's always, like, if you actually sit down and you're like, oh, wait, there's, you know, you're going, they fucking, they fucking killed it last night, you know, whatever. Or the Sludge, they're fucking awesome. You know, Loretta, there's a new band, Nice Guys, they've been around forever. Yeah. They're always awesome. Gritty's doing the weirdest shit, and they're, they're like a fucking they're jam band on one night, they're an avant garde noise band on another night, or all at the same time. I mean, like, you actually sit there, and like, you're like, you sit there, you're like, when you actually start to count it up, you're like, oh, actually, there's, a, there's still a lot of cool shit going on, you know what I mean? Anyway, yes. But I will say, sometimes you see, like, a band play, and you're just like, oh, like, you need to hear, like, folks friends. Yeah, or like, oh, definitely. Like, yeah. all the time. I, I, I don't necessarily, yeah. And like, we, we got to see bands like, like, Arvid now, and like, you actually never saw Jira. Oh, I did see John Jira, but I never saw Arvid now, yeah. It's just like, stuff where, like, it just doesn't make sense how, like, you and me stick tight, or like, Lair, you know, like, mm-hmm. where it's just like, have, like, like, I don't know why Alec doesn't fucking do anything. It's like, Alec, if you are listening to this or somebody who knows Alec uh, is listening to this, like, just please put out music. Just, like, put out, like, anything. Just, like, I, did you guys ever see Lair? I saw, we saw them, I mean, Gwen can correct me or not, we saw them one time at Deep Thoughts, like, five years ago. Okay. It was, for whatever reason, it was a band that we just, they were always there around and we just never, like, caught them. But I remember we just so wondered. Like, mm. Yeah, I remember them being cool. Yeah, frustratingly good. Yeah, I remember the first one of the first house shows I ever saw was Bad History Month, and like, I'm not even necessarily big into the kind of music they were doing, but that album, Fucking Despair, that they put out, I love. Yeah. And I remember walking into it and just being like, "Oh my god!" Like that shattered so many notions of like when people are. Uh, this could sound really stupid and like vague, but when people are talking about their emotions and shit, like. Uh, yeah. John started talking like I felt like he wasn't and then I talked to him after the show and that like that wasn't like a performance or anything like that's how I do yeah yeah and then like he was like really giving it like pouring his heart out there you know and I hope that like at, at the end of this you know when it's all said and done like that's the band that gets remembered out of like any of you know the bands that played in that time period like that I feel like everybody that at least I spoke to around that time, it's just like, yeah, like, I'm fat history month is, like, the one, you know? I feel like uh, Sean definitely doesn't get his due, for 
for. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I have a lot of bands um, that uh, borrow from Cat History Month. And, yeah, don't, don't give credit where credit's due, for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. His influence runs deep, most definitely. Yeah, well, I would also, I mean, it, it's hard to, I mean, on one hand, they were definitely, like, I mean, to me, that was for a while my favorite local band, and I, I mean, I went to go see them, Glenn and I went to go see them, and Fat Creeps are playing, and we didn't really, I knew the name, but we'd never seen them, and of course, we, that's, you know, that was when we first heard Fat Creeps, and that was, like, we need to put out this band, we didn't have a label, but, like, let's put out this band, <laughs> like, you know, like, that was, it wasn't even the, like, a it we, you know, we're just like, oh, we need to put out this band, so. Yeah, I don't think about it, like, the word bad. Is <laughs> that warmer better ever to their town? But, like, I mean, like, like, that was also, like, one of those bands where, like, you just, like, you heard it, and you're just like, oh, yeah, no, like, this is a fucking fantastic band. You know what it is? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, you go, you go. No, so you know what it is? It's like, a lot of, both, like, that extreme Stream Up Factory, it's a lot of these bands that they're doing sounds that you've heard and that's just true of every band, but or most bands, you know, I'm like almost very. I mean, I can't think of anyone that in recent times reinventing the wheel, but they're doing it for whatever reason. We at least we feel like much better and more distinct than a lot of the other stuff that we're seeing. And like you can hear the influences, you know, very clearly. Like that history month, you can hear the build the still, whatever it is, on its mouth, you know. Um, and that great, you can hear kind of like uh, uh, guided by voices, breeders, whatever. Influence it is, I don't know, Kivo or something, but, um, you know, yeah, they just have to have their cover. Uh, I felt like there was some Devo vibes in them. I always felt, even yeah, though, I, I, maybe I, it's I, like, yeah. Kind of Devo. It's weird, I remember one of their, I wish I could, I wish we'd see that band again. Yeah, someday. But, uh, uh, Beat Happened, especially the earlier stuff, but, like, anyway, what I'm pointing to is there's so many bands that do that kind of stuff and do that sort of like 90s kind of stuff. The same with, like, I mean, Bolton. Kind of more 90 stuff, but well, for whatever reason, they hit more, you know what I mean? Do you, do you they, think they, that, they, you know, could well, they have good songwriters, like, very that's, well, that's what I'm saying, they're, they're great like, songwriters, shots of great songwriters. Do you yeah, think there's also, whatever it is, it's, yeah, it just, it hits you more, and, I mean, that, I don't know, so it's like, it, it but it, it really, when you you seeing bands all the time, you're seeing tons of bands. It just mm-hmm. that that means more, you know. What I mean, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I mean, those are definitely like standout uh, bands without without question. Well, I yeah. was listening to Sarah Lee a lot today, and mm-hmm. and in on in like a similar kind of fashion with the bands that you just mentioned. Do you guys almost feel like there is an idea? Almost even say nice guys. You, you can, even though your sound is a lot different from the ones we just mentioned, there is something to be said about a basement sound. Do you think, do you know what I'm saying? Like a vibe where... I would say... I don't I know... Two. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I don't know if that's an actual thing, but like it sounds... There's something to the music that it seems yeah. kind of warmer than an experience that you would get from a band that plays bigger stages. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's all. I feel that way. Yeah, this is. Yeah, it's the environment. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's a bias too of like us seeing them in basements and stuff. Like I only talked to her at least once 
at the actual venue. The elk, the rest were all basement shows. Well, um, nice, I mean, like they practice in the basement, you know, I'm sure. They yeah, I practice in the basement. Like, nice guys practice in the basement. Like, sure, yeah. A lot of, a lot of bands have been that. Yeah, yeah, it's a very it's a very organic thing. It feels it feels like something that is so inspirational to especially for me. I can only speak for myself, but like seeing all you guys, it just made it so much more accessible and uh just to be able to do it yourself kind of spirit. Just to witness that and just to just to go to all those shows and the fact that you practiced in basements and all that, that just seemed very low key. Like, all right, this sounds, this is, this is something that maybe I could do one day. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we did it. Cause that's just like what we, we wanted to do. There's like no ulterior motive. Where we're like, okay, like that now we'll get the basement and then we'll get the basement sound, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> all right, we, we then we'll get out. Yeah, it's like, okay, Cam lives in a house where he, like, he has a basement where we can, like, practice it, that'll be cool, like, we can put all of our hands in there, like, oh, maybe we could all just get a house together, and then we can just practice there and not piss off, like, somebody else's roommates, and then it just kind of went from there, it wasn't like, you know, this is, like, the recipe to get the thing, you know, yeah. it's just, um, you know, you're on the quintessential Alton basement band, though, unfortunately, you get that, you get that title. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have a band that's better to us. Better, better. Yeah, but once you but once you hit a hundred uh, Alton basement shows, you become the quintessential Alton band. So how it works. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's because we just didn't. I didn't make up the rules. All we just yeah. kept going. There's, there's something to that, you know. Okay, but um, uh, we we like playing shows, like. And, and we all just like, oh, yeah. we, like we're, it's just we like being a band. Like it's not trying to like make it big or something. It's just like, if we were trying to make it big, we'd be doing things like differently, I guess. But like, well, I, I will say yeah. we just like doing what we do and playing shows and playing fun shows. And it, it, we, as long as I like the songs that we're playing and like everybody else likes the songs that we're playing. Then yeah, I'm happy, and if everybody else is happy, that's fucking I'm happy too. Well, that's pretty. Yeah, I like I that. It. That's easy. That's there's. That's, yeah, exactly. Like, it, it helps that we're all friends too. Like it, we were like kind of friends before bandmates, so it, it, that that also helps. Yeah, I've always admired that about you guys. They got the friends before bandmates. That's cool though. But I mean, but the. Uh, I, I never really got the impression that you guys were trying to like strive for some other like grander like oh we gotta be like a big band. I don't mean that in either negative way either because I think you guys really accomplished a lot even like in the first year you guys did like two tours or something like that. Um, but uh, I don't know. Glenn and I were talking about this uh, on the last podcast thing we did or whatever where something for me I, I don't know it, well, a lot of times when I see like a band especially like a smaller band focused more on like almost like too much on like press photos and other crap like that it, it, it doesn't make me really you know well one thing I'm gonna like this however the band sounds ultimately how I feel so I mean whatever they do I mean if they have you know like 
you know, corny fresh photos, but they have an awesome sound. Well, fuck, I, I, I'm gonna like them because they have an awesome sound. But that doesn't make me like more like inclined anymore to like them anyway. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So, so like, and I think of some of my favorite bands, and they don't, they didn't really have a ton of like images, and the music kind of spoke more for them. And I kind of felt that more more with you guys. Um, you know, and, well, and I kind of well, like. That, you know? What was big for me was like um, finding out about like the Uranium Club, the Minneapolis Uranium Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like and, and like Mark Winter too, like with like the Gunhead and all that stuff. It's like they completely rejected Facebook and social media, yeah, mm. and any of that stuff. And like the music just spoke for itself, and like that's a hundred percent what it's yeah. like, you know. Like and they completely like. I think to me at least, like that, they're like my my new like tie in you know, scene. Sure, yeah. They took what was there and brought like the next level, you know, and like, um, yeah. yeah, they just like completely rejected anything social media and like they played cooler shows, in my point yeah. of view, than like yeah. doing like a, you know, if you even did like a sold out tour of like Sinclair places, like, I'd rather play like the cool fucking sold out show in like a library, you know, like yeah, yeah. Or, or in an Arby's parking lot. Uh, that's not yeah. more fun to me or a Hardy's, whatever the fuck it is, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Well, I'm like, like it's way yeah. better. Yeah, it, I'm gonna sound like contradicting that, but I feel like I'm not even so much against it. I just I'm saying how from like a band's perspective, I like either do it really well for me or. You do it, you like what, what I kind of been more inclined to what you were just saying. You know what I mean? So it's like you just do it, like, it's weird. Like, I look at like older images, like from the 60s, and everything looks really cool. But yeah. when I were kind of saying this, where like I think in a more modern age, we just know too much about each other and the information that there isn't as much, as much you're like committed to like really coming up with like a, a real like, character different from who you are. Otherwise, I just, all I see is someone, when I see a lot of times images of people, I just see, like, someone trying to come up with a pose. I don't see, like, yeah. the character. Like, I don't see, you know what I mean? It's like, you can, like, look at Bowie or something like that. And, it, you know, it's not well, just it's hard to stand out. Like, it's just a yeah. hard to stand out because there's so many people doing stuff. Right. Yeah. But see, then I look at, like, Tunnel of Love, you know, like, Monsters, and I, I totally, it's, like, fucking... That works for me. Like they fucking well, did it. Andrew's a Andrew's a genius. But, right. Uh, but uh, yeah. But then like most of the time, uh, I'm like, I don't know if this really. It's like it's like I don't know. It's like I feel like this. And this is just my thing. Who the fuck am I? But you know. But like I kind of you know. It's most of my favorite bands, especially like, nowadays, are more like like what you were just saying. Yeah. Like fuck the image thing, you know. So it's weird. It's like either it's like either kind of have to be committed to it on a bigger level, or you know, it's just I at least for me, like fuck it, just fuck the image. You know, I can like whatever, let the music speak for it. You know, one of the yeah. best things I saw recently was uh, like uh, me and Holly and uh, Jake and Chelsea. We uh, have a get gifted four tickets to go see the monsters open up for the Foo Fighters at Fenway Park. Oh, boy. And, and to be able to see the monsters and, like, people, like, like, 
at least a lot of the people around us were fucking booing them, and it was amazing. They were pissing them off, and it was so fucking good. And, like, you heard people, like, in the stands just being like, I can't wait for the fucking struts to come on. It's going to be so <laughs> good. Like, the struts are real rock and roll. And then they come out, and they're all, like, clammed up. and trying to go the wrong side. It's like, oh, no, no, no. All these people are fucking morons, and they don't forget <laughs> how good the monsters are and how... Like, the monsters are better than the Foo Fighters. They're better than the Struts. Like, they're better than all those. Because, like, it, like the, uh, it's just, it, it, was, it was so awesome to see, like, that reaction in a place right. like that. It fucking Fenway Park, you know? That's like, awesome. Right, it's like Darby Crash plays in, or not fucking Darby Crash, Pat Smear from the Germs plays in uh, Foo Fighters. It was yeah. In the band with Darby Crash, the ger- germ is like, like, you know, I mean, I guess it depends how you look at things, but for us, we probably would say, like, okay, germs, amazing rock and roll band, amazing punk band, um, you know, who's closer to the germs by Monsters? I don't know that the other bands mentioned this, or Foo Fighters. You know what I mean? Uh, the Monsters, by the way. You can get into some stupid, like, sloppy, rolling stone maturity opinion, bullshit, whatever, but let's just fucking call it what it is. You know, and Dave Grohl comes from that background, and I'm not knocking Dave Grohl, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah, it really is, dude. You know, but at least they fucking had the monsters on that bill, which is so cool. Oh, that's also, I heard that. If they specifically got them, that is really fucking cool. And like, again, like I said, I don't knock Dave Grohl. I mean, he comes from a punk background, and like, I respect that, too, and that's what I mean. So this fucking Pat Smears was in the journey, you know it's and that's what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to with my point is that it's that, like, you know, as far as these people who, you know, you can, like, not not like something, but, uh, you know, it's like, all right, it's like fucking, I don't know, after a while, it's like, all right, you know, you can tell people, you know what I mean, you can tell people sometimes, but they, they just don't get it. It was very, um... Johnny and the Food Masters reminiscent, or Chew Gordon Gritty reminiscent. Oh dear God! <laughs> well, on a much larger scale. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, That's yeah. Fun, yeah. Well, we 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 did do uh, you know Carnegie Hall and um, you know I think yeah, I will. Fenway like Fenway show got canceled, but probably my top five favorite local shows was Johnny and the Food Masters at the Genie Johnson Pub. Um. <laughs> uh, what a fuck, what was that, maybe 2018 or whatever, Alex and I went? That was October 2017. Oh, 2017. was that the, with the Andy California show? Yeah, Andy California, Mr. Airplane Man, Sticker Dracula. Dude, and you walked, like, half the room, if not, maybe even more. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was like, dude, oh, there was one point where this, like, man, definitely oh. in the 60s, <laughs> like, if not, <laughs> was like trying to close out his tab but he couldn't get uh, the bartender's attention because you guys were so loud and he was like, <laughs> and you guys saying, I'm closing out my tab because of you. Oh. Because <laughs> of you. We got banned there from the sorry, he was flipping you guys off from outside the bar. Oh, that was that guy? Yes. It was, yeah, that was awesome. Dude, Alex and I were like on the floor laughing. It was yeah. Like definitely the best thing I've like. No, I remember you. Guys, I remember you guys laughing. That was 
You you were definitely getting a big kick out of it. I remember that for sure. You, you guys know how to get a reaction out of people. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> yeah, I I think and that's what I think Andy really liked about it. <laughs> like you know, you know, like uh, Andy gets it. Andy gets it. Yeah, he really does. I mean, I, I'm glad he gets it because I don't get it. But I mean, yeah, but uh, <laughs> none of you guys get it. That's what's. You no, know, well, that's that's the weird thing about good masters is that like, you know, we kind of all have different opinions of what the band should be and like. You know, so like the Glenn Bryan and I, yeah, that's what makes it work, I guess, is this really chaotic, absurd thing, but Glenn Bryan and I started a band that that's way more, like, consistently, like, odd, you know what I mean, and, and like, makes more sense, but but still keeps up some of, like, a little bit of the chaotic food masters vibe, because it's yeah. is, is more of a noise kind of band, I guess, I don't know, I, I gotta say, um, like, I really think Brian does not get the credit. Uh, you know, he doesn't. Like, he, he is the, like, demented noise master of, like, uh, Massachusetts. Like, the phantom noise master. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, 100%. You have no idea. Right? But, I mean, you, yeah. He really does, yeah. He's an evil genius. He's like a bad dude. He's I'll great. throw a beer can head. Yeah, he, I'll throw a beer can at his head. He doesn't like stop at all, like drumming. And he just like he just he, he just is, and he he's always bleeding too. Like he's just hitting so hard. And I know um, he's my favorite drummer. I want to be in a band with him so bad, but I don't know if I'm ready for it. Like I don't know if I'm ready for it. <laughs> I think you are. Yeah. But the thing is that he's like the chillest dude, but he's also just this like force of like. I remember we were we did Sister Ray last year, um, and. <laughs> And uh, which that was a total train wreck, it's a great food, not just steered as a train wreck, but um, anyway, like, at the jam, uh, one of the jams before, like, the show, we were doing it, and, you know, it's like a 17-minute song, and I think, like, we ended up just probably, like, we were, like, most everyone else except Brian, it was, like, around 10 minutes or 11 minutes, and we just kind of, like, I'm like, I... I don't know, I can't remember any of the words, fuck it, I don't feel like bringing up my phone, everyone's kind of done jamming, and Brian's just still playing the drums, and like, Glenn, we were all kind of like waiting for him to stop, he's still playing the drums, Glenn put on the lights, he's still playing the drums, it went on for, honestly, like seven or eight minutes, he was still playing, and then he finally stopped, and he's like, that's how you do a jam, (laughs) (laughs) he's just like, you know, so it went on for like, like at least like seven minutes or whatever after everyone else had stopped and he would just he just wasn't stopping in addition to like the other like you know whatever the amount of time see that's why I'm afraid to be in a band with it because like I don't know if I could wrangle that in you know like I I need I need, if I can get on the play in like minute 30 first <laughs> well but yeah like, he, he thrives I definitely can't, I can't do the I can't do the eight minute jams yeah it's... ten minute twenty minute jams <laughs> yeah, I never really think of Food Masters as a jam band, but some people do, I guess. I don't know, yeah. Oh, the food, well, the food Masters is like a bad place from hell. Yeah, like that description. It, it's like if you're at like the dentist and like the, you're always like in the in-between of like falling asleep on the gas. <laughs> so my dentist just used to listen to the memory station. So like, that's what I would listen to when I was there when I was like a little kid, and so like, that's what I associated the memory station with for a long time until I 
combat out of my mind, and now I have happy memories with the memory station. Yeah. So like, I was just always out of the dentist's office. <laughs> but, I mean, that's like, like the Food Masters is just like the garbage pail kids version of the memory station. Yeah, it's, it's a trip. Uh, it's great. Yeah, I mean, there's no, I mean, it, 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 it's funny that, like, from an outside perspective, everyone kind of, uh, you know, it's like it's the weirdest band. But then anyone that j- plays with the band or jams or plays in the band is, like, of this, like, most fun because it's so much looser. Like, uh, Rich Oaks uh, had a villain for Brian because his hand was busted for a T-show. So, um, and Rich was just, like, this is, like, the most chaotic band I've ever been in. Yeah, it's, like, also, like, um like the funnest band I've ever been in. Yeah, and then there was like Puzzle Mansion that was like trying to be Johnny the Food Masters. <laughs> there are, that's the other thing is, yeah, go on, sorry, but no, that was it. I, I was going to say, I, I don't even necessarily mean that, uh, but like, I don't know, it's weird because people would be like, yeah, so it's like performance art or avant-garde and I, I mean, hey, that's for anyone to say, but uh, I honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't think any of us really like felt that way. Really no, I don't, that way. I don't, I don't view it as that either. I yeah, think that's, yeah. Just, like this is you guys doing the oldies, and that's like what's right. great about it. Like I've always viewed like like, like the Food Masters and Hugh Gordon Gritty, like what what you guys do is like a thousand percent genuine because of it. Is, you know, like that's what's awesome about it is that it's genuine. I was gonna ask you, what were you, what you, what was your first, what do you think about G. Gordon Gertie as like from an outside perspective? Because it's kind of funny because there's only a few people I've met that have like kind of like really gotten in as other people who really love it. And I'm like, not that there's like one singular way to like our interpretation or something to get, but I've heard other people and they kind of like, huh, interesting point of view. But I don't really agree. But anyway, what's your perspective? On G. Gordon Gritty. Um, uh, fuck, how do I sum this up? Damn. Oh, shit. Alright. So, I guess my first, my, my first time hearing it was like his, co- like, uh, Glenn's cover of, um, Acid Rain by the Growlers. Now, yeah, like, this, this does not sound like Acid Rain by the Growlers, but it is Acid Rain by the Growlers. Like, what is. Like, how do I find out more about this? And so, like, then I just kind of checked out more, like, YouTube stuff. And I was just like, this is, like, such a unique perspective on music. And, like, the like the more I got to know Glenn, like, the, and, like, you guys, too. Like, you tell us, just, like, you guys are just fucking jamming out. Like, that's just, it, it, like, I don't know. It's fucking great. It's just like any other fucking band. But it's like, a, more unique perspective on music. It's like a different way of approaching it. And that's refreshing to me because like I hear so much bullshit, myself and Greg, performing performing bullshit, me included, you know, like so like I've always envious that like you guys have like less knowledge about music. It almost to me it seems like you have more knowledge. If that makes any sense. That's a very cool that's a cool perspective. Thank you for like, those like, words. Like Holly, like when she was starting up the sweats, like 
she was always just like, yeah, like, I don't know that many chords, and like, I've only been playing guitar for, like, such and such a kind of time, it's like, no, it's like, that's a gift, you know, like, yes. knowing less is more, because you can trap yourself when you know more, and, like, it's all under the same pattern, so, like, it, I don't know. No, uh, yeah, exactly. Just, no, that makes sense. Let me say Yimakai. Oh, sorry, what? Yeah, you, don't worry, guys. I say once said that, like, when a kid's learning how to play guitar, they think, like, it's like they might be imitating Eddie Van Halen or whoever, but they're, what they're actually doing is something, they're doing something that's never been done before. The problem is that most of the time they eventually learn how to be good, quote unquote, and then they love that originality. Exactly, 100%. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, I might be like, G or Grady, that's just, it's necessarily like easy listening. And I'm not putting it on for sure. relaxing times all the time. But you better believe I'm going to get high and drive around and listen to Don't Touch the Gangnam's uh, <laughs> and Square One Ball. Oh, boy. Like, you better believe I'll listen to that. I drove, dude, I drove by that mall like a few weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, sure. nice, nice little chuckle. That's right. That 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 right there, Matt. That's that's what it's all about. That's the reason why it's made. That's that's all. That's the reason. Honestly, like you really don't want to touch the door handles at the square one. Yeah, yeah. See, you know, it's not this. Yeah. You was this your whole thing? You're you're doing coronavirus. Well, if you think about it too, I was like with those YouTube videos of me just karaokeing by myself. Like now I see Ryan Major doing that shit. Dude, I was doing that shit back in 2010 in my room. Like I was prepared. I, I was getting ready for this shit long ago. Even before 2010, man. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, was it 2010? Well, that's when it really. Um, before. It was before. Yeah, before. <laughs> it was before, but I'm just trying to say like that kind of loner, like at home approach that was the whole thing and uh yeah that's what it's all about <laughs> yeah dude yeah well okay oh sorry yeah, speaking of like all the all the shit like i don't know what big question i don't expect you to have like a like straight up answer but what, what do you think the first show is going to be like that tape that you said Oh man, uh, I don't know. Like, it just like total speculation. Me as like a complete idiot that is not like a smart scientist person, or even well informed, like even a well informed person. Um, like I don't know, maybe like twenty twenty one, like early twenty twenty one. Yeah, maybe maybe end of the year depends on like a vaccine. But dude, we did. I'll, I'll I'll text you about it later. But we did get an exciting show offer for if shows are allowed in twenty twenty one. We got a really like ex- like the first show offer that I've been excited about for like years. And I'll, I'll oh wow! That. I'll text you about that. Yeah. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. So I really hope shows come back for twenty twenty one so we can play that show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's kind of interesting. I have somewhat of an interesting perspective that my my oldest brother is that, um, you know, he, he actually works directly on like some of like the the like back like putting together the vaccine and stuff like that. So like his perspective is really he's very well informed. We're very well informed on this stuff. So like 
that's kind of always like, I mean, it's part of his company. He doesn't directly do it, but like, um, either way though, he's still like talking directly to some of like the higher ups. And, uh, so it's always kind of, he pretty early on kind of gave me like a bigger picture of things. And the, you know, the general answer, at least for I can gather, is it's, it's so early to, to say anything, but it, what he and his colleagues are saying right now is that things are very like, or things are definitely opening too soon right now. So it's kind of like hard to say what the future will have, but yeah. you know, but they probably also agree with you that 2021, that's, you know, one way or another, that's, yeah, you know, it's probably not, you know, that would probably be the safer that to say, but, you know, who knows? I'd rather be safer than sorry, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'm not about to play a show where, like, people get really sick yeah. and make other people really sick. Like, right, exactly. Uh, you know, we all know how serious this is and how much it yeah. you know. So, hopefully we can all just get back to playing shows soon, and I, I feel like, uh, once things go back to normal, they're gonna people are gonna be enjoying shit a lot more. I feel like people got like jaded, me included, you yeah. know, and like took things for granted. And now we know how good we had it, and uh, I feel like it's gonna be a resurgence of a lot of good things. And uh, I like that. I, I feel like it, it, you know, it, it's gonna be a lot of positivity and a lot of good fans. I feel like you know, uh, everybody's gonna hit it twice as hard because we were fucking stuck inside. Uh, and we suffered through money bullshit, so let's enjoy ourselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say, like, I think everyone is gonna really just be feeling like, how good is it gonna feel when that happens, when that day comes? Yeah, oh, I mean, it's so good. It's gonna feel to actually be like, and what tape did you say that we can actually go back to what we had before? And, you know, even if we don't have exactly what we had before, you can't stop. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think like, if you have like a real positive thing, which we already have, you can't can't actually really stop it um yeah i mean it's like think about what we've been talking about all this time of like all these underground stuff these house shows or whatever you know i mean that's you know i hope the best for all the venues out there but one way or another we you can you can make your own venues you know i mean you can't really you can't stop it you know i mean yeah no exactly it's it's always going to keep going Right, so that's that's my that's my feeling that you know I think like it will be the perfect time that people are just gonna be just like craving a show, craving a good time and craving music. So I, I you know I just can't wait for that time. Yeah, it's coming. We just gotta tough it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like we also still have we can still do for eight hours. Might. It's a little sad, but you can still, uh, like, in the sense that it's, it's, you know, missing shit, missing the actual in-the-flesh show, but, I mean, there's still viral stuff, it's, like, there's still, you know, I mean, virtual, rather, <laughs> I mean, viral, but, <laughs> and it's virtual, there's still virtual stuff, and it's, like, all the fucking, uh, this is also the perfect time to, like, try to rediscover, or just discover music. Yeah, there's so many yeah, other like people are fucking inconvenienced for a couple of weeks or sorry, a couple of months, you know, like maybe a year. It's, in the grand scheme of things, it'll be it'll be fine, you know. There's plenty of things to do. Like I definitely got into a little pit, but I got I'm staring at a bunch of fun, fun projects that I'm about to like dig into, and I, I feel like um, you know, there's plenty of things to do than uh, rather than just sitting around and mope. Yeah, totally. Love the attitude. Great attitude. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think also, I mean, it, it, like, it absolutely, like, obviously, a lot of people, you know, definitely suffered, and it's also, that, you know, it's, it's terrible, too, and I think that, you know, there's also, like, to be, it's good to be mindful that there are organizations out there for, like, people can donate to and help and everything, and, um, absolutely. Also, I'm speaking from, like, a point where, like, I'm, I'm being, Helped uh, tremendously by unemployment uh, uh, and financial assistance for sure. So definitely not taking that for granted, you know. Mm-hmm. And definitely helps with this situation. There are people that are not in that situation. Um, that shit sucks. I totally yeah. mean, I so, yeah, yeah, I mean, same. Like trying to take that for granted. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like I, it's all good. Yeah, and like I said, like before, we were able to work right now, so we're grateful for that. Um, I also wanted to just going off the venue thing. Um, I don't know if you've heard this, but like the NEVA, the uh, National Independent uh, National Independent Venue Association. Um, and it was worth checking out. They, you know, um, they're a cool organization that. And hopefully other people are paying much hearing <laughs> right now. It's not worth checking that they're doing a lot of good work. And, uh, no, like, I just, I just hope that people are, I don't know, you know, it sucks with, like, when we're talking about all this underground stuff that I hope the wider public, or at the very least, like, people are willing to fight for these venues, you know what I mean? And, and like I said, though, at the end of the day, we always have house and underground venues. You can always make your own venue. I don't know what I'm going to do if I lose O'Brien's, though. That's like, that, then I might be done. Then I'm, then I'm over. It's a tough one. Well, I love O'Brien's, but they can always, you know, it, it, you know if, if there's enough of us that hopefully, I mean, we can transform other, like, actual buildings into other venues as well, you know. If, I don't know if so. Well, what's going to end up happening? Here. You know what will happen? This is my prediction, and... I don't know if I've heard I heard this a little this isn't totally original idea but what could happen potentially is that downtown Boston the financial district and such that will actually transform back into an arts community because a lot of the companies that are there and they have offices are going to switch to remote working so that oh, uh, shit. Uh, yeah it's pretty it's I I, I mean I haven't Yeah, so the so yeah. has been working remotely from our apartment and like dude her her office is right next to the garden. Yep. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. So like and then like there who knows what's gonna happen with that shit, you know? Because all of yeah. this remote. Yeah, my company actually the building I work at where I work, uh, like it the lease is up uh, by the end of the year and like like wonder what I don't even know what they're gonna do, but that was you know so it's like it's like, I, I don't know, I've, I've heard, like, people talking about it in general, like, it's like, well, maybe companies might think of more, like, instead of spending money on buildings, if they can successfully work from home, you know, who knows, maybe that will be the new thing, I don't know. So there'll be a lot of, like, 12th floor shows happening yeah. in the skyscrapers yeah. downtown. Make them into venues. Yeah, because... We'll see. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're down. <laughs> you're down, Matt. That's good. We're down. When, when the time is ready, we're doing it. Exactly. Once safe to do so, we'll do it. All right, gentlemen. We're 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 quick. We're we're approaching uh, two hours, so I think maybe yeah, this yeah. is a good time to to wrap it up. This has yeah. been. It's it's been amazing talking yeah. with you, Matt. Like, seriously, yeah, this, this is cool. It's been a real journey, I will say. Hey, I always have a great time uh, talking to you. Yeah, no, seriously. I, I, you know, I, I don't have you guys showing up drunkenly at like 1 or 2 in the morning uh, on my friend's steps anymore, even though you would be invited to say if you did do that. There was, like, you guys were coming over here for a little bit when we moved in, but then, like, you know, Glenn's all wiped up now, and... Chris, you're a working man, so you know you can't be coming over here all the time. I get it, I get it. I do miss, in a weird way, the days of like I would crash at, you know, we'd crash at Black Lodge, and I'd crawl to the train to crawl home to go to work. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll show we'll show up there at your place when you least expect it, all hammered at two thirty a.m. after an O'Brien show. Perfect. Just like old times. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. So we, we, won't, Glenn, we won't be making you a Tinder profile. <laughs> no, no. I, oh, man. Oh, boy. Good times. Funny how that works. Yeah, funny how time goes. Funny how that works. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh. Oh boy! Yeah, it's been great talking to you guys. Uh, oh, yeah, any, yeah. Well, any last minute plugs? Oh man, whatever. Nice guys uh, starts doing stuff again. Uh, we were supposed to record an album right before, uh, right before quarantine, but you know, then we got quarantined. Uh, so hopefully one day we'll have our next album out. It's written. Hell yeah! Oh, awesome! So maybe we'll maybe we'll write a third one. Do it. We'll, we'll keep our eyes and ears open. Awesome, yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you both. Um, and I hope to be speaking with you guys again soon. Hell yeah, Absolutely. podcasts are not podcast related. Dude, yeah. we're, going to the, we're going to the stars on this one. You're going to be in historically people talk about the early days of the Kids Like You Me podcast. Before they, they got bigger than Joe Rogan and whatever other podcasts are out there, and they'd be like, remember the, someone like Nerd and their podcast 10 years from now will be talking about remember when Matt Garlic was on, kids like you and me podcast. That was so fucking cool. Yeah, this is good. Obviously, going to be the one that breaks you guys. Uh, so yeah, yeah, actually, I think we're going to get a million hits tomorrow morning or whatever we publish this. It would be a shame if they. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate it. Great yeah. you guys. Alright, guys. Y'all, everyone, be, right. be safe, be healthy, and have a great night. Yes, you as well. Alright, sign yeah. off. Fuck Fuck. Sign off. Fuck as fuck. Sign Dude, I'm both. I'm both. I hope you forever. Just over the course <laughs> of this podcast, yeah. 
All right. Later, guys. Later, later. Have a good night.